0: Other People's Flowers is a podcast for stories, poetry, and essays. Thank you for listening. This week's work comes from Tracy Lyle. Tracy L. Lyle resides in a dungeon beneath the steamy streets of Houston, Texas. Born in the 1970s, during the time of roller discos and cool cigarette-smoking tomboys, She spent her early years travelling on greyhound buses and experiencing life, much of which became the basis of her writing, art and photography ventures. After writing for underground zines, then progressing to poetry, her writing spanned into journalistic media. Published by university presses, magazines and small press, she spent eight years studying creative writing, English and studio art at university level. Currently raising a series of fiction and creative non-fiction novels, along with two joeys, she runs an online literary zine while producing works of art and photographing many moments. If only they'd set us free after all these years. The ancient T-Rex and Brontosaurus, a Route 66 beacon jutting out to the highway from beyond our grave. Was it Big Bang? Our oil, our fossil fuels, from you giant beasts, have taken us many miles across this America, the bold and the beautiful. I drive for you, you Godzilla of city-crushing monsters, we long to pet and adore. Your bone oil is brewing beneath the surface of the earth like a stew, like a golden black curse, killing earth and destroying families. Mothra's outfit is sewn out of canvas and he flutters off to the side, kicks out of the theatre like an angry gay man watching the play die. They are trying to revive Route 66, bring us all out to play, to drive, to live and roam the American dream again. Fill the Grand Canyon up with water like a giant backyard pool party. Barbecue with tiki torches, the wife and kids. Your buddies and one, only one wife, you know. The one you've loved since high school. Sweetheart letters in a photo album next to prom and a cheap backyard wedding in an old suit and dresses suitable for evening wear. That one. The one you forgot. Turned your back on and rode away on a motorcycle with a fake blonde to drown out the pain. The one who drank and cried, took a job, quit a job, travelled and overdosed, only not to care anymore. So you could come back, calling her ugly. The wear and tear. Calling her washed up. Her dying dreams, calling her broken. No, shit, really. This highway wouldn't exist without the dinosaur. It's bone dust ground to petrol for man's steel machines, the oil, the petroleum and gasoline. Like the stuffy stairwell up the dinosaur's belly into the gift shop. You think you can buy time, buy a souvenir of a time gone and recollect like a tourist. As if you weren't the one responsible as if you weren't the bully kid who kicked the chair out from beneath the little freckled girl who fell on her face, busting her lip and knocking out her teeth, so you can call her ugly. Driving, driving to the last bookstore in downtown Los Angeles. Check my bag in at the front door and walk past Snuffolophagus, head mount on the wall and up the stairs. Red and black, brown burgundy spines of Books pieced together, the vertebrae of literary dinosaurs melting in tar pits of film images gone plastico. The black type, words strategically placed, line after line, letters and letters, the dots on pale white pages I long for, as if I've created a narrator in my head, the voice you gave me in silence. I hear your words alone in dusty aisles, buried beneath cinders and dollar sections, stupid titles and possible relics. Where are you now? failed writing etiquette or the history of sea lions or crappy detective novels with boring, depressed main characters who die by page three, working at CVS or all-night diners. I'm walking through your tunnel sculpture, the creak of wood beneath my heel. I close my eyes and touch spines. I never told my mother I was on a journey for a mate, a lover, a cross-country husband hunt, anything outside that mundane, hot and humid hell town beyond the traffic and views, sweat, oppression and fear. I give her my license plate number. In case I go missing, she says, no one would take me. In case I never come back, except to pack up my belongings. No one knows I'm here. After coffee at Intelligentsia, five dollar espresso and university culture, trying to find a reading, a closed down theatre, black coal on a Sunday afternoon, after Whole Foods and Green Machine smoothies, two day socks and suburbs. The mountains are always in the background, always landscape for a silent sprawl. Lava of highway and clusters of homes to hide our wads of body. Bags and chain-link fence, driveways and gay parrots. Fuck you, God, fuck you and your little dog too, your sick joke of life. I prove you wrong. I drove off smiling with clothes, paintings, CDs and camping gear. Look away, I walk away and come back twenty minutes later. His long curly brown hair beneath a baseball cap, white t-shirt, ESP, wishing he could read minds. A stack of books in my hand, I set them down. Do you mind if I take a picture? He doesn't, but it's intrusive, so I say, maybe if you turn? They say you travelled cross-country to Maine once, had a breakdown. The fishing boats, the docks, and the eerie cold water, dead fish frozen beneath the surface as the lighthouse scans the sea. The cliffs are dry and water calm. I heard you went looking for Stephen King and his fictional mystical town. You found doughnuts and snowy boots, old trucks and lonely wives. The ratio of male to female was a 100 to 109. You were looking for an angel, someone to take back home. God wasn't listening because his damn yippy dog was all the noise. So in the middle of the night on the edge of town, you jumped off a cliff into the green sea. And didn't die, did you, sweetheart? Dove into the freezing water, thought about that punk rock song, all the people who died, died. You shivered and rose up, holding your breath, tried but gradually resurfaced, then slept in a ball on the beach, digging beneath the sand like crab to keep you warm. You lived, you came back, Ventura was it, returned to the hills, the smog, the crowd, like pushed to the edge of a dark bar. Your back is against the wall, body stench, bathrooms, and stale beer. Your shoes stick to the floor. Your mother calls. You lie in bed for days, peering over the window sill, watching gulls fly through the end streets, the roar of ocean just outside. Someone knocked your mailbox down with a bat, to tossed beer cans in your yard. She says you'll be fine, invites you over for dinner, and tries to hook you up with the frumpy neighbor now look at you not dead and hanging out with your mother who suggests more night school and another job kick your shoes off get rid of that old dog it's stinking up your apartment i took your picture you stood nervously then sat back down again looking at me as if asking can you read minds it's too soon we've just met sit down again i'm over your shoulder an amber glow books shelves of books and a black light overhead radar knobs and dials like submarine Submerged deep beneath the hundred-year city, black and white, silent movies, quiet beauty, freak shows and gay parades, smog, sun, cemeteries on a grey day. This is it. This is your only life. Let's just live. It's 3pm. The rental car is parked in the lot down the street. Where have I been? Asleep, having babies, working jobs I loathe, and looking for a guy like you, like high school, midlife prom. Let's go. We, um, sh- we go, stupid. I walk away with your image in my camera. Three of a hundred or so. Pay for the dollar books under my arm. Get my bag from baggage chap, hoping you ask about me. I call a day later, but it's too late. Look back one last time at the mannequin by the front, then drive to the mountains to camp out. Got there too late and had to rent a hotel room. One of the attendants is chasing away a cat who's bothering tenants. I tell her I will watch her. And she spends the night in my room, quick to leave in the morning while I drink coffee, hunt donuts, count the cars in the parking lot next door, watch the trail from Mexico to Canada, worming its way through the mountains. Bikers eat at cement tables outside the gas station. You're still alive. We'll meet again. Same place. Summer, maybe, in a couple of months. The light over the book tunnel. I walk past the first time and maybe a second thought of my grandmother in an old folk's tone, her toes crumpled in house shoes, hugging and kissing her two-year-old minds, babies of stuffed animals, wheeling her chair and pushpins, seasonal greeting cards to the wall, books, books, more books, and a metal fan near the tunnel. She was a working doll of the second world war, both her dead husbands in the navy, hanging sheets on clotheslines, clothespins in her hand, red lips, and an occasional bruise. I walk through the tunnel, hoping my universe will change, close eyes and make a wish. Sunny Bunny the cat never came home, made his way across town to our old house to the lady with cancer. And I ask her how he is. She says, he's great and my cancer, blah, blah. And I let her keep him. See him every now and then, on her front porch, roll my window down and yell, Sunny, as I pass. So I just don't want to be alone anymore through the tunnel. I become a beauty queen, through the tunnel, my worthwhile university diploma, through the tunnel, buy my book, my art, be my lover, L.A., I want to see if you are truly the giver of dreams. The dusty couch in the dollar book section, covered in books a young girl got bored with and walked out on, like that bad day or the guy who wanted you to give him head in the bathroom when all you needed was a cigarette and a lighter to light it, and for every second you think about torching the place, just tossing it in the trash, Shoving his head in and walking away, Molotov, with a swish in your hip while the bar is ablaze. Like you should have done to the Winnebago, remember that creep bleaching your hair? Trying to commit suicide over some stupid guitarist, and an older boyfriend you shouldn't have been with in the first place. That will teach you. So you learn that suicide attempts equal tubes of tar shoved down your throat, or some bitch nurse calls you stupid, a butt-ton of lithium. So you learn that suicide attempts equals tubes of tar shoved down your throat while some bitch nurse calls you stupid, equals a butt-tonne of lithium you ingest daily, making you black out, equals ending up in the back room of some guy's house who makes a trail through the hoarded mess to the kitchen for lunch or to a Winnebago parked in the backyard where he held you captive like a sex toy. You'd wake up. 2am. Too doped to move cry and sleep until you slapped them out of your hand one day, punched him in the face and ran down the street, screaming Jews, I love Jews, like escaping torture camp or Bible camp. I remember holding my breath to pass out in order to fake being baptised by the Holy Spirit so I could wake up and run off, go play soccer in the field and collect daddy long legs in jars. You still bleed. After all these years, it's still bright red. Walking through this tunnel again, doctor, doctor, leaves me a Frankenstein half man who stutters with a glance, a nervous tick leaves speechless. I hope wishes come true. The lake is still midday. They come to fish near the dam. I watch the train through the mountains near the power lines and dangerous curves, snaking curves that kill. Spring trips to dungeon castles. At sixteen, walking through the baths of England, cold stone and punk rock cassettes for British pounds, buying black, as much black as I can find, Liverpool, Trafalgar Square, walking the London streets and lying in the grass. I heard I had a relative there, a parliament guard, or maybe a plot of land in old France, up the mountain trail, foot freezing, up the mountain trail, foot freezing up from Christmas surgery, replacing a sliced tendon. It was a long week with family and cable, Christmas trees and foul weather, nestled in piney woods outside the city. I drove away from the bookstore through wormy LA, tunnels beyond downtown tresses skyline, streets swept one, two tunnels beneath the grassy hill, my tunnel leads beneath muddy bayous through industrial parks of smokestacks, barges, refineries, their hard hats and sweat, summer retirees are out on the boats. Quick, roll the windows up, it's odorous and rotten. The radio fizzes out as we drive deep beneath the river, a drip on the windshield, maybe it will crack, maybe we'll try to escape from the drowning car as cement blocks break away. I climb the mountain to the trail, make phone calls until they drop, trying to find the spot, Skipping high school, setting small fires in the sunset, burning cans half-buried now, childhood games of candle-scented oils. Found the rock and slipped halfway down, an hour later, back in LA, like back from the east coast. Covered in scratches and bruises, creepy horror Jason Head popping up in shadows. To be warm beneath the neon, on a fuzzy couch with popcorn and hardback novel of more small decorative antiques and teapots. Porcelain teapots we could collect from thrift stores, weekend garage sales driving miles with espresso, or Arizona under the sun, or a quick story from Jewish folk tales. Like no trip to it, two members of the congregation were discussing the new canter. Ah, said one, what wonderful singing. What's so wonderful about it, said the other. If I had his voice, I'd sing just as well. Like death, like nothing. Mute the TV, silence, pages of the novel crumble like tapping on a window with a key. Keys I hold tight in my fist as I walk down the street. One sharp one pointed outward for protection. For poking eyes. After I lost you, I drove down from the mountains to Claremont. The steel locomotive sits in silence, rust along its chest and heart, whose coal-burning blood is cold blue steel, its wheels locked. Remember those sun-kissed days when it would roll into town? She used to pack the crates, check the fruit and pack, her hair tied up in a bun beneath an apron. She'd iron at night, lean her cigarette down on an ashtray at the end of the ironing board, sip her coffee and set the mug on stacks of books. Weed more, son, she'd tell you, her first grandson, her packing plant. She'd spent two hours smoking, ironing your grandfather's shirts, Sometimes you'd shine his shoes as he napped. Weekends at their house. Cartoons and newspapers. He'd tap his pipe and show you how to play cards. A record player by the front door spins old show tunes. Breezy L.A. summers, rustle of palm leaves. They weren't the beautiful ones, the luxurious. They were the working class. He sold insurance that you cashed in on later to put towards a guitar and new used car. The citrus burns the hell out of my hands, she says carries a small tin of band-aids in her apron pocket, cooks bacon for breakfast. You watch them on television in the yearly parades while your family packed up their oranges and drove a beat-up old Ford to a small office in Pasadena. And read more. In between thrift stores and record shops where you always tried for employment, told them you played guitar tapped looking for a drummer signs on the ad board by the door, and took off to San Francisco. People were different there, anti-Hollywood, anti-everything. That is until they began cleaning up older neighbourhoods. So you took a part-time job at a retail shop with a 20-something poet who referred to himself as Uncle Matty. Uncle Matty, who committed suicide seven years later. Even though you rarely read and spend more time playing guitar, you call your mother once a month to ask for help with bills and remind her how much of a loser you are. Then there was Thanksgiving. You drove down to visit, drinking from a flask and taking back a paper bag filled with Ziplocs, drumsticks, mashed potatoes and fruit salad, the marshmallow kind. They kept asking if you had a girlfriend in San Francisco, pushing 30. No, you drink more to drown out their voices, drive back to a close friend ODing on heroin. They say love heals, but his love got him hooked on dope and killed him. You come home to feel safe again. We wait, you and I. The citrus plant is now a mini-strip mall with an espresso bar next to a used bookstore. I'm really enjoying my visit. It's cleaner than I remember, I tell the guy behind the counter. That's because you came here after the wind. Ten seconds, wind, after the wind. Is that metaphor, something mystical? Like the nine-to-five pay the gas bill before they shut it off, give the baby swollen tit until she's grown and can feed herself and demand a new car, one nicer than yours with a shiny paint job. Try to find a new job. One with dental to fix the broken tooth in the gums and clean up cat shit. Wonder why the hell you keep taking in shelter pets to shit all over your house anyway. Question the psychological warfare. Wake up and realise they just suck. This is day to day. So what, wind? These are tornadoes. When the wind blows, it's crappy. Sandstorms thrown down from the mountains like that evil kid in school says "Hey!" and tosses dirt in your face. He hands me the coffee. I call home, call the kids, tell them I'm bored and that we could be at Disney right now or Knott'sbury Farm with a man dressed in a Snoopy costume. A sweaty, hairy man getting paid nine dollars an hour to hop around barking at children who goes home at night drinking vodka until his liver bloats, skin yellows and molars begin to rot from passing out without brushing or flossing. Like your mother told you, remember your mother, the poor young woman who wiped the shit off your ass in the first several years of your life? Back before you began smearing it on walls. Damn, I love LA. They hang up on me. I call again. They hang up. Where are you, bookstore guy? I think I'm autistic. Maybe mentally confused. I think I had a lisp once. Back before the nose bleeds and poking myself in the eye with pencils. Maybe it's lead poisoning. Number twos. The coffee guy seems interested. Maybe hunt down a local guitarist. One with a rare toy collection you can't even find on eBay. Comic books and guitars. One in every corner. What is this disease? I should go for the man with the law degree. He wears a nice, clean, pressed suit. He is laundered twice a month at the local dry cleaners. In fact, he develops a crush on the clerk there. A cute college girl with half black, half purple bob. He plays tennis eats healthy smoothies, and tucks his shirt in with a little tan belt. I'm sure he's invested in a posh saving by now. What about him? Maybe I'm too old for this. Maybe I should stop worrying about it and stay behind the wind. Let the wind hit first and follow the trail. Pack up the car, books in boxes, find the house for sale and beg for a loan. Follow the wind instead of my heart. That rotten piece of meat, like a bad organ in a cooler, never delivered. Forgotten in the back of the van because the delivery guy stopped off to get stone on his lunch break because, oh yes, he's trying to pay off college debt that has spiralled out of control this year and child support for the son he apparently has from a drunken binge night in between final exams and still only making $12 an hour. So forget that. Let's put this heart thing behind us. I could call home, but I'd rather follow the wind. Thank you for listening to Other People's Flowers. Other People's Flowers is produced and edited by Hugo Gibson and Chris Cameron If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. If you'd like to have your work featured on the programme, please visit otherpeoplesflowers.com to see our submission guideline. Thank you.